0: Hello and welcome to episode 152 of the Good Good Golf Podcast. Rod Maury frankly feeling a bit punch drunk from the slew of big time tournaments in both men's and women's golf. Another major this week as we head to France for the Evian Championship and the best women golfers in the world. Did I say Evian? Shouldn't it be Evian? Evian. Sorry. And the Evian Championship. Uh, and the best women golfers in the world. It's the fourth and penultimate major for 2023, and what a contrast this will be to last week's Open Championship at Hoylake, this one on the hillside high above Lake Geneva. Joining us just a moment to talk all things Evian and more is Emma Ballard from the Women in Golf website. Fresh back from a trip to Spain and the venue for the Junior Solheim Cup, we expect to hear lots of details from what sounds like a really gruelling work trip. Emma, along in just a moment, but speaking of work trips, let's start a little closer to home and welcome back to the fold, Adrian Logue, who's been MIA for several weeks. Logue, where have you been? We barely heard from you, Jimmy. All I was getting worried. <laughs> you didn't text, no phone calls, not a postcard. I was
1: just, postcard would have been
2: nice. I was what doing. Nice? I was doing what I had to do. I, I don't need to. Why so more. secretive? I don't. I don't really. I think I, we need to have. An I don't intervention need to explain myself. You. I think we need to have an intervention with you. It's all changed. I was. I actually went to Lake Geneva a couple of months ago. So did you? Yeah. We I need was, to talk. So I can, you know, I was reporting from the ground there. I think it's good. Wrong side that. of the lake, but I think it's, it's beautiful.
0: Is there a wrong side of the lake?
2: Yeah. The side that
0: that golf course isn't on. <laughs> we'll talk <laughs> about that as <laughs> we go <laughs> along. Maybe that's the right side. Uh, yes. Uh, also here in the studio, the pillar that's been holding up the entire operation in Logue's absence, Golf Australia Magazine Digital and Deputy Editor Jimmy Emanuel. Another brutal week watching the Open for you from Hoylake.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. I haven't had much sleep at all. I like the nickname The Pillar, though. I could go with that. Yeah,
0: pillar. Yeah, it's nice. good. Yeah. Strong. Rod's yeah. the cog. He's the cog. Rod, yeah. the cog. But Murray. I'm just a small cog in a big gearbox that drives a giant machine. So don't get too carried away with my part in all this. <laughs> Enough from this part of the world. Let's head to the other side of the globe, bring in today's guest, Emma Ballard. Emma is a friend of the pod, as I said earlier, editor of the Women in Golf Online magazine. I hope you're nice and relaxed from your trip to Spain, Emma, because things are about to get real in France for you, and you'll be doing what Jimmy was doing last week, and up at all hours of the day and night covering that. Welcome welcome back to the pod.
3: Yeah, thank you for, thank you for having me. Um, actually, do you know what? It's probably a bit better for me, because obviously it's over yeah. on our side of the pond rather than being in America, because whenever it's in America... Not as bad as it is for you guys, but um, yeah, all the American ones, I'm normally trying not to fall asleep on the sofa because it's just so late and trying to write stuff. So it's a bit more of a benefit. But yes, I am riding on a little bit uh, of less sleep as well because I decided it was a really good idea to head to Spain for two days to do preview of the Solheim Cup. Um, which was interesting after covering the open as well, but obviously an open on my time zone, so it wasn't too wasn't too bad. It wasn't too it bad easy. really bit, from from that point of view. A
1: bit like con- complaining about a yeah. two-day trip to Spain. Yeah, That's exactly right. Where's this place you went
0: to? It looks pretty amazing. I'd look at the website after you told me where you were. This is where the junior Solheim Cup is gonna be, is that right?
3: Yeah, so the first day actually we were actually we actually went to Finca, so obviously where the Solheim Cup's gonna be, so Finca Cortesan. The Solheim Cup trophy had returned and it was just on the table. And we were set to hold. Oh, we can so, so you, know, you don't want to touch it, but you're saying, oh, you can have a picture with it later and all this sort of stuff. And then, unfortunately, because we took so long, it was so windy to go and play and sort of preview the course that um, we, we didn't get to see it again. But it was pretty cool to be in its presence. Um, and obviously, I've seen loads and loads of pictures over the years and videos and things from Finca, and it's just it is a really stunning location. Yeah, So then you sort of have a whistle stop tour, and then and then yesterday we played la zagaletta if i can get it right um which is actually a private members club so it's pretty hard to even get out on the course so it was um it was really interesting to see that it's quite hilly um it's a, a really beautiful looking course um i'm not sure about the what you'd say around the whole lush green golf courses when they've been having such high hot temperatures but it, it's it's a beautiful course um but uh, yeah, you, you definitely wouldn't. It's not someone you'd regularly play. So, and um, obviously, think is quite exclusive too. So, uh, yeah, to get the opportunity to, to look at those courses ahead of uh, September was really, really good.
0: Outstanding. Are you with us, Lode? Uh Yeah, all good. Yeah, no, You're continue on. on. You sure that is
1: that a Do you want to that did is you want take that? Here. That is a faux bogey right there, out of the gate. Bogey from the middle of the fairway. Nobody even knows what happened just then. Your phone rang. Your no, phone that. rang. That's what Nobody happened. heard that. I,
2: I will pump to... it
0: up in the post-production so that everybody <laughs> can hear it.
2: Have <laughs> uh, heard of a pro's but, pro? You are not one. Okay, if we can just get <laughs> yeah, back no, to apologies. our guest, please. Yeah.
0: I have a very <laughs> important question.
2: Uh, did those rounds count to your 40 by 40 uh, quest, Emma? Because, you know, the clock's ticking.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, to be honest, I'm 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 gonna struggle. Uh, yes, of course. I've any any single game of golf I've had, uh, I'm I'm counting. We've had they didn't have three to be weeks in, the UK. in they, they I, no, they in don't, the don't UK. have to be in the UK, no. And it and it's been three weeks of really sort of damp well you you're over, but it's been three weeks of pretty miserable weather over here in the UK to even want to play golf. So um yeah, they were um twenty-three and twenty-four. That's so on. um I'm getting closer. Inching. But I it's think- just I, I want every, everyone, every round has to have some sort of women or girls' golf connection. Some of them are a little bit more looser than others because there's um, not always that opportunity, but obviously very much so with the Ping Junior Solheim and, and the Solheim Cup yeah. Yes, the last few days. You, so. I think you should juice your numbers with a couple of mini golf rounds.
1: All mm, golf, golf. All golf see, is golf.
3: See, you're, you're already, you're already mm. onto my plan. There's, gonna, yeah. there's definitely going to be um, an indoor simulator type one which I might save when it gets a bit worse and also a driving range because obviously part of the the whole point of this from from my point of view was to showcase the different formats of golf as well so my thought was I'll just I'll be easy because I'll just do nine holes here and I'll do nine holes there well everyone's pretty much seems to be 18 holes so it's not really going again going with my sort of idea of showcasing the different sort of you know time frames we can play golf in but definitely um, there will be an indoor one and a, and a driving range because obviously the tech on driving ranges nowadays are, is unbelievable. Yeah, too. Absolutely, indeed.
0: Back to the Finca Course for a minute. You said it was really windy. Is that standard there? Are we in for a great Solheim Cup because it's going to be blowing a gale?
3: Well, he one of the one of the guys just said this is the windiest he's ever seen it. Uh, so I was like, no, brilliant of course but when I'm <laughs> playing it. And then the next day it was the next day there was no wind at all. So. Um, what's what will be really interesting, and I I did double check I could say this um, is that they re that the configuration of the course can be slightly different from the usual setup. So the fourth hole will be the first, and that's going to be quite cool. Um, I'm I don't know how many will go for it, but it's a potential drivable par four. Um, but there's water to the sort of left hand side, so you're going to have to really. Really want to risk it to to try and go for it in in one, but there's going to be a stand right behind you that looks down onto this um, green with with the water. So if any of the any of the women are up for it, I think it could be quite an exciting okay. first hole. There's nothing wrong with their original first hole, but doing that is much yeah. more much more exciting. So yeah, the first few holes are a bit of a of a mix mix up of what they've got there already. Um, the only thing I would probably comment on, and it's going to be interesting to see, is there's a lot of distance between greens and tees. So I'm not quite sure, you know, obviously when you're in a buggy and you're whizzing around, it's sort of, you know, it's noticeable, but not too bad. But if you're a spectator, I'm going to be interesting to see how they route everyone around so that you're not trudging for half a mile just to get between um, one one, sort of one green to the next tee. So in, in that respect, it's going to be interesting to see. But... There's literally no structure gone up yet, so I did ask that question. Really? I said, "Well, when's it going? You know, you've got this whole thing. There's not. You wouldn't even know apart from yeah. the odd flag that there's, there's a you know a, a major event going there in just a couple of months' time. So, I believe the they said the build is starting this week. So, uh, it yeah, geeky. it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. But yeah, a thousand, like a thousandth and something C to C to sort of um, viewing area of the first, which should be pretty cool to maybe, look
0: at. Maybe they have to come see. from the open. Maybe they're using the same infrastructure. I mean, there can't be that maybe. many
3: places around the place that mm. have just
0: got grandstands to hire, have they? Maybe they have to wait that, that scale to come from places like That is a hell of a way to start a match, is it not? First hole drivable par four. There's a lot yeah. to think about there, especially if you win the toss and you're off first. Well, Whistling
2: Straits had that for the uh – Right, a cup. Yeah. yeah. And, and also, for that matter, the President's Cup President's at Royal cup. Melbourne. That's a little bit different. Though. I mean, it's kind of drivable. Yeah, it's a drivable par four. You if can hit it down near it. But no one's go at it. You can Jason do, Day, we'll yeah, put you, it in that
0: little you bunker. You can hit it down near the green, but you've got to finish in the right-hand bunker. Yeah. To really have a show, Yeah.
1: Yeah, hell of a way to start a match, though. Much better than the first hole at the Golf National when they played that one, oh, which is just one of the great bludgers really of the match enjoyed play.
2: Open, seeing that I really enjoyed seeing that. Just the irons that were rolling left into those <laughs> sleepers, <laughs> so bad. Iron to off start the match it's just play. rolling, rolling,
0: rolling into the water. One down. There it. we go. Yeah. Uh, any predictions about what we might see then? coming up at the Solheim Cup, having played the course. I what are the holes to stand over. They would have changed the routing, I assume, because matches finished generally statistically around the 16th. That's one. Of the, that's what those things are about generally. That's why they changed the routing. What should we be looking out for apart from the first?
3: Um, there's, there's sort of bits of all of it that I really enjoyed. I mean, the 10th the is another good one because it's uh, elevated T, par 3, which is always a good, fun one to watch. Again, not quite sure how they're going to set it up with regards to spectators, but that was one that was quite a fun one to play just because with the elevation, it's always a bit tricky and then the wind and everything. Um, And I just think if we can get a bit further down, if you can get to 16, 17, that would be, it'd be good. But I just, it was, there's just too many good things. There's one point on 14 when you're looking back up towards the clubhouse, which that's a quite sort of attractive looking hole as well. So, but I'm playing it as a sort of mid high handicap, or I'm not sure whether I, from the forward tees, I didn't probably play it to the same standard, just about as the as the uh, pros will be playing. So uh, I'm sure they'll come across different challenges than I did. Mm, Fourteen stands out as a good
1: match play hole, quite a short par four at At Finker. Yeah, yeah, cool golf hole for match play sort of stuff. And like, there's a bit of trouble for what should be a pretty easy hole. So. Could be a, kind of a swing hole at a time in the match. At a time to get it tight. It's, gonna it's gonna like yeah,
2: I'm either behind or in front. Exactly. Did, did you uh, put your score into iGolf Emma <laughs> for handicapping purposes? Are you
0: promoing stuff? On no, me? No, no, <laughs> no. I'm just um,
3: no. i did, just tying I it into would, another
2: would, of Emma's story series. On right. Okay. okay. Women and that's golf. not one of your mob. No. It? No. Okay. No. That's all right then. In fact, it's for competition. No, I no,
3: didn't. Okay. I'd actually. Do you know what? That's something I need to look up because I know how to, we've now with iGolf in the in England we can now all the home nations are linked together. So, Golf Ireland, Wales okay. Golf, and, and don't, Scottish. do <laughs> sounds <laughs> like a, Sounds like a magnificent. <laughs> it, thing, it does. I
0: might start looking into that. As a, sort of
3: a handicap. So we, can, so, we can, so you can. You can Enough play. Cross, you can play cross border golf and um, put your scores in on your iGolf app or your My England app. Link in now, the show notes. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's, well, it's co- and well, it's, only four, it's only about £44 pounds a year to be an iColf yeah. man. Let uh, leaving on that aside. Is that, is that the sun so, yeah, so you were looking
0: for? Yeah. It's exactly the sort of thing that golf should have, leaving aside who's doing it or whatever. That's exactly the sort of thing that golf should have. Mm. It should have been possible for years and years and years. All right, let's move on. So the Solheim Cup is going to be – the Solheim Cup's been the money event the last couple of years, oh, really, yeah. the last couple of times, is not it? It's really been, was
1: oh, – off the was, charts. So cool. Yeah. Golf course, the actual golf, mm. the crowds, it was – it was one of the best events in yeah. the last couple of years.
0: What do we think about it being the same year as a Ryder Cup?
1: We're going to find out, aren't we? Well, I mean, I, I
3: asked I asked that sort of question, um, and they were sort of the so the media team was sort of saying, in some ways, it's worked out well for them, Um, because a lot of the Amer- American journalists mm-hmm. will come over and do two weeks coverage back to back, whereas they felt that if they'd separated them out, that actually Solheim might have, you know not got as much coverage um if they hadn't been back to back. But that's just one of their comments on it. Um I I was thinking the same thing. I was like, it's is it is it a good thing? I mean, I guess who knows? I mean, from from a lot of UK journalists' point of view, you know, if they can only cover one, they're not going to be covering Solheim, probably they'll cover the Ryder Cup because it is just a bigger beast so you can make a case yeah. either way really can't
0: you like the, the back-to-back or the because the the reason the solomon cup's generally been played in off years is partly because of that it just gets i mean the Ryder cup overtakes everything in golf it's only every two years but it's you could almost make the case it's almost bigger than the majors it sits adjacent to them
2: yeah from a fan perspective i think i'd like them on alternate years just mm. because it gives you one one colossal team event each year um i know that's the president's cup of course but i'd well, the, Sol- the Solheim I hold in higher esteem, sort of but you've always made this very effective argument. I think Rod that if the Solheim was on the same year as the Ryder Cup, then the Presidents' Cup can be a mixed event. But then you're concerned about the pressure on the American players or so- the schedule for the American well, it's players. Kind of
0: you'd never ask the American men's players to to do what you'd be then asking the women. To- I can't remember the argument I make. You're right; it was compelling. But anyway, the point, <laughs> the point being, the point being that. What we really ideally need to get to is a mixed President's Cup. Yeah. That's what is best for the game, yeah. particularly the way the game is at the moment and the turmoil we've seen at the top of men's golf. A mixed President's Cup is exactly what the Get the, the Korean game players needs. in there. Exactly. And forget about everything else. And the, what uh, James Sutherland said about the Australian Open is 100% true. We can whinge about all of the logistics and things about it that make the Australian Opens being a mixed event awkward, but he made the point that always wins in professional golf. It's what the sponsors want. Yeah. And a mixed President's Cup is what the outside world needs to see from golf. Yeah. And so whatever you've got to do to make that happen, I th- then I think you should do it. And, so-
2: and I, I said Korean players, but I, I should say Korea, China, Japan, <laughs> Australia. Yeah, well, yeah. everybody um,
0: outside Europe. And <laughs> Thailand. Europe and the yeah. US works for the Ryder for the yeah. Cup. Uh, and it works for the Solheim Cup too, but the Presidents Cup could be the best of both for both. Yeah, and it's madness. And if you did, the, we did the exercise last year. If you'd picked the Presidents Cup teams as mixed last year, who wouldn't have wanted to watch that? Like, yeah, absolutely. Well, women's teams were well, the women in the team were amazing.
2: Yeah, on both sides to get the the best of the best from all that collection of countries as well. I know we have that with the um the the crown international or, crown. international crown. Yeah, um, and it was a
0: great event this year.
2: Yeah. yeah. But the, the Presidents Cup, as a mixed event, would have massive. The PGA backing,
0: Tour behind right. it, the LPGA, all the, and you move it around the world. It's, it's got the, an audience already. Yeah, it's good. Would well, you'd want to watch that, wouldn't you? Emma, you're not strictly yeah, a Solheim Cup or bust. That'd be great.
3: Well, I think it's it's like what you're saying. A lot of the top players we just don't get to see in that team golf environment mm. often, if, if at all. So, um, you know, imagine having Lydia Ko standing up and and playing as well, and things like that. It's just. It does make sense, but as you say, logistically bringing everyone together is is the tricky part.
1: You, you imagine Minji Lee and Minwoo Lee playing against oh. Nelly Corder and Oh, put Zed Quarter in there. What the hell, Quarter? <laughs> <can do anything. laughs> like, whatever, whoever. Yeah, no, it's, absolutely. It's the the prospect of it is unbelievable. Pr- prior
0: to live, you know, Dustin Johnson and Nelly Corder. Who's yeah. not going out to watch that against Cam Smith and Hannah Green? Yeah, like I'm I'm all in. Everybody's all in. It would just be well, it would be fantastic. Oh, it would be great for everybody. Been, I
3: was gonna say they've got that they've got the mixed event, haven't they, coming up in December. So and it's not quite a team, but well, it is sort of team, isn't it? I think, but it's it's it'll be interesting just to see how that goes. Well um seeing PJ Tour and L P T players playing together.
0: The fact that we don't know very much about it tells you everything you need to know. No, I know, and
3: it's fallen how, on, on a it's, I can't remember now what's on at the same time. It falls on the, a week the same week as of the, is it one of the senior events? Yeah, I, I
1: think it. maybe, like, some important event. I can't remember which one, but something.
3: <laughs> I, I, sorry, but I should to, to, to remember the dates, but there's definitely something, and I'm sure it's something quite big, but I'm sure it's the sort of Legends of the Game sort of type event. Mm. And it's just like, well, now all of a sudden it's going to be overshadowed, which is which is a bit of a shame.
0: What's the resistance log like? a, a mixed President's Cup would be a commercial boon for the PGA Tour, who own the event, surely.
2: Follow the money, Rod. Yeah, well, there's the money. That's uh, PGA PJ Tour. Do, do the PJ Tour really care enough about might, promoting yeah. all aspects think, of the game? I to, think now to they have will. that pressure. Now that they're put on? broke, they might now be they to It'll give a return. Now on they investment. should, but
1: do they truly? I think, care enough? I think previously and to now they haven't wanted to share it with anyone because they didn't have any taste of the Ryder Cup, which was the biggest financial earner in golf. They don't have any taste of the majors, which were the biggest other financial earners. Yeah. Yeah they are now in a situation where money is becoming harder to come by and this is going to be a financial windfall for sponsors and everything like that. And given the whole global and bringing golf together, it's a genuine move. But, um, The yeah. behind-the-scenes,
0: really, it's if- the LPGA that are against it, not the PGA Tour. Is that right? Supposedly.
1: Yeah, there's, I think, some elements They feel there. they've got something to lose with the Solheim Cup. With them, but, I think they oh, feel oh, they risk can- the Solheim Cup, mm, which, it- you know. I don't think is true, but players always are going to have their voices behind closed doors about whether they want to play one every year and all that sort of stuff, and so I think that's probably the concern. In terms of the scheduling that you mentioned before, it falls into a good timing this week with Evian coming the week after the Open. Mm-hmm. There isn't a, a right or wrong answer, but it's probably, it's funny, the Solheim Cup's going to come the week before the Ryder Cup. You wonder if it was the other way around, if it would benefit Solheim more because everyone's into that, the wider golf audience, the people who don't really watch golf are into that Ryder Cup. And then all during the week, you're going, hey, next week. Next week. It keeps happening, but it's the women's turn. Um, It'll serve for people like us in golf and golf diehards as a great double two weeks. I think it would be more effective, but whether or not anyone was working together on that scheduling, who knows? But this week is another example where. People are either major fatigue or, mm. oh, I'm keyed up for it. You know, like the US Open that they tried at Pinehurst back-to-back weeks years ago, we all kind of went, that really works, and it's never been done again. Mm. Um, this is a really strange transition, this one, where you go from the Open that ends the men's major season, and it's probably the biggest into probably one of the smaller mm. majors in, in the whole scheme of things. It's, it, it's that scheduling golf that's impossible to sort out, particularly going from men's to women's and all that sort of stuff. And people like Emma and myself, unlike you two, who actually work, it's impossible. You know, you you are – I'll go probably uh, three weeks without a day off to cover across those two majors, finally get a couple of days off before the women's open. Yeah, we've well, um, time for that. <laughs>
0: What about all the stuff you're not doing while you're doing the most? Exactly got to be right. Done in those Which three, then
1: we mix in, you know, a magazine deadline here and there. And you could do some washing, yeah, maybe well, cook a right. meal or two. That's right. But it it becomes difficult in those sort of scheduling, and I don't think there's been enough uh, unity between all of that. And hopefully, what's happening in golf makes the women's game be included in those discussions around scheduling and stuff like that for windows and and timing because it's. The way it's working now, I think the Solheim and Cup will be an interesting experiment as to whether it's a good thing or a bad thing to have the same year. Um, but there needs to be more cohesion, I suppose. Organised. What do you reckon, Ballard?
3: Yeah, I totally agree. I said to a friend the other day, try covering, because he sort of focuses a lot more on the men's side of the game, and I just see try covering all nine majors. It's just – and it's just been like – it's just relentless. And then also when you look at some of the other stuff that's happening from a UK perspective, um, you know, we go from – uh, the Amundi Evian, to so then you've got the Women's Scottish, then you've got the Women's Open. I think it's then the the World Invitational in Ireland. Then at the end of um, August, you've got the Women's Irish Open. So from my point of view, as well, I, I mean, those are sort of the events I see more key to our our UK, most of our audience is UK based. So. From my point of view I want to cover those in more detail than we probably would normally um so it's just yeah I, I sort of I got the opportunity actually I was quite lucky to um interview Leona Maguire a few weeks ago before she did uh before she played at the Aramco team series so she came straight um from a major into um obviously into the Aramco team series then I think had a week no then there was another major was I just up, and yeah. I said you've got Absolutely. I said you've got nine I said, you, looking at the schedule I don't think at the time she was down to play the women's scottish because quite frankly she just needed a week as far as i could see a week off between all these major championships that she was playing in um uh, you know fair enough with the aramco i'm sure there was a financial incentive mm. to come and play there but even so like it was just relentless and then you know she then supports the two irish events the the, the invitational and the and um and and the women's irish open so
0: anything in ireland she's she has to go. Yeah, she
3: and can't you have. just look at that, and that's that's just that's just a tiny segment of her schedule. Um, and then from our perspective, when you're covering that as well, it's just and and, and how do you keep that you know the, the excitement, excitement level, levels going? True. Because you know, as you say, the Open is is massive. Um, it's it's definitely a fo- massive focal point for golf fans in the UK, and and to then try and get them excited about. And, and uh, a women's major that's over in over in France is it's 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 tricky. Of course, then you've also you've got
0: Wimbledon, the Ashes. What else is on in England? Tour de France. Tour de France. It's like yeah. it's
1: just a wrong well, well, Grand, I mean, Grand Prix is running really the week of mm-hmm. the women's Open is when the FedEx Cup playoffs starts. So, not mm. in terms of detracting attention, but in terms of the whole golf ecosystem, mm. It, mm. it 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 sucks. It's the life out of itself by. You know, opposing events throw live events in there, and is there a solution?
3: Yeah.
1: Um,
2: Blow up and start again to the year. Yeah. Change start the again, orbit st- of start,
3: the start the whole thing.
1: The sun. Start the whole thing again. Kind of. But I
3: don't. I mean, from, from women's golf. golf perspective, I was going to say, from women's golf perspective, though, that having two majors within three weeks, you know, earlier on, that didn't really make sense to me. Um, on
0: opposite sides, of you the know, country.
3: the spread out, and at least with the with the men's, you know, one a month sort of. You know it wasn't it was it was just maybe even that's not quite right but it's just like it's just unbelievable how they fit sort of four of them four of the five majors into such a short space of time it almost slightly devalues them because you don't have enough time to build up between each one yeah um you know that was probably not how they would have wanted it to be planned it's just i guess the way it fell this year but it's um yeah and as i say will everyone be completely exhausted by the time we get to women's open which is obviously my favorite so um yeah,
1: we have a Doesn't majors
3: mean. season now, don't
1: we? Well, if you yeah. if you played a major in the Southern Hemisphere, you could play it later in the year. Wouldn't that be a nice idea? Well, if we're going to add
0: a fifth major, forget the players. Let's put one down
1: here somewhere. Well, forget we a fifth one. Let's just move one of the ones that's already <laughs> well, there. Well, we come I mean, back to the PGA. every so much... Evian, given that's this week, Evian used to be played in September. It did, that's right. The
3: and it had its spot
1: as it's completely out of the way. Mm. It's completely separate. It's got its own time. So you've got... It's outside you know, the US. It's outside the US. It's outside the men's majors. It's got everything mm. to have its own. But the weather was so bad that Great Golf course. It became <laughs> it became fifty four holes more often than not. And when you're calling a major at fifty four holes, we know what everyone thinks about that. So it it had to move. And then it, it moves into this. And I already didn't like when they moved the men's PGA and the Open became the final major of the year. doesn't right. sit right. And now the women's Open is the final major of the year. And again, it doesn't – like like Emma says, it, it's right at this tail end. It kind of – there's a bit of major fatigue and it kind of – And we've got 260-something days till the Masters. I, madness, isn't it? <laughs> I, don't, I don't mind it. I think we're always complaining mind. about PGA Tour
2: golf spreading itself out over a whole year and we haven't got a season quite for golf. But mm. I
0: think we – you know, if you look at it that way, there is – this major season, I don't shouldn't, think it's a bad thing. Shouldn't the golf seasons be geographic, though? That's what the PGA Tour has done. They've swallowed up the entire year. So you used to have a season in Australia and yep. this part of the world and yep. South Africa and Japan yep. where all of those PGA Tour players could come down to this part of the world, and it was always very satisfying. We had good, strong local fields and a smattering of It was a little bit weather-dependent players, as well. Because but they were here
2: at the end of the year. We used to play the Australian Open on grass and yeah. – the French, you know, French, I'll talk I'm talking about um, tennis. tennis, it's yeah. sp- nicely sort of spread out. I don't know why I was
1: just... Ten- but tennis and golf kind of has that ability that it could do that, where as opposed to your clay court season and your grass, you could have your links season where you yeah. play the yeah. Irish Open, the Scottish yeah. Open, the Open, and you can find another one in there that you can make up that's a links mm. thing. You can then have the women's links run where it's more than just two weeks. You can have the, you know... Southern Hemisphere run where you go through a bit of South Africa, New Zealand, Australia, and you can have these seasons, but you're you're exactly right. The PGA Tour just absorbed it all and even killed their own swings. Mm. You know, the Florida swing went from being this couple of months there and the West Coast swing. They're just like two weeks and then they suddenly go to Texas and then they go back and then they, like, it just lost all of that. And now it's probably can't get it back until you start again.
2: Yeah, it's just one big amorphous. Yes, correct. at the moment,
0: yeah, everything's Played undifferentiated. Yeah. Played yeah. on the same golf course in different states. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The yeah. aesthetic exactly is the right. same. Everything about it—it's what's well, the it's the McDonald's model, isn't it? Doesn't matter where you are, the product is exactly the same. Yeah. If you know that product's a winner, then it's just going to win wherever you take yeah. it. That's sort
2: of the vanilla idea. ice cream. Everybody loves vanilla ice cream. Yeah. That's their thinking. It's not yeah. very risk taking, which is why I doubt they'll ever yeah. do a mixed um, presence cup. cup yeah. To be honest, like they
0: they go for vanilla ice cream every time. If it is true that it's the LPGA that's the stumbling block to the mixed Presidents Cup, though, that changes things, doesn't it? Why would they be against it? I, you're a woman; you explain it. <laughs>
3: wow, <laughs> wow! <laughs> you get yourself in trouble for saying stuff. <laughs> I,
0: I apologise. You're a journalist; you explain. It.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, I do um, It's it's so. I don't know. It's so hard that you hear so many different theories on what would be best for women's golf, and everyone has an opinion on it, don't they? As a fan. Um, And sometimes, it for me, it feels really frustrating to have to use the men's game as a piggyback to try and increase exposure. But at the same time, you can't deny that the guys are the ones driving a lot of the eyeballs when it comes to watching it on on TV. So if you can have some interesting couplings up for, for the team golf environment, then of course that's going to be really interesting. But we look at it as really big golf fans. So obviously I know a lot about the women's game and I know a lot about the men's game. So what happens if I am a men's golf fan and I don't really know who some of these female golfers are, am I as excited to go and watch that? Whereas when you've got the President's Cup as it is and you pretty much know all the players, do you know what I mean? Is, am I as excited? Yeah, and there's the one a thing huge I- number of fans out there that that probably don't know, obviously, I'm sure they do know who Nelly Corder is, but, you know, they won't know who mm-hmm. some of these, you know, um, Asian players are and other people like that. So, you know, they've come and even if we look at the women's majors, you look at some of the winners even this year, well, you know how many golf fans really knew some of these some of these players coming into the top top ten were were contenders, you know, and almost seeming surprised when everyone was talking about. And I'm going to say her name, Robert, but everyone's talking about Rose Zhang, you know, because she won this, you know, first event and everything. So she was, you know, when the majors came, it's like we'll talk about her. Well, a 20 year old won yeah. a major, and everyone's like, well, yeah, well, it doesn't matter, but she's, you know, she's she's she's, she's, she's okay, but like. <laughs> But she's twenty yeah. she's the same age and she's clearly very talented but no one had really heard of her so it's you know I think it I think there is definitely from me as a as a as a just a general golf fan uh, you know a team mixed event would be really brilliant but I'm not sure how much that appeals to all like the wider golf audience if you're not really someone who watches women's golf but obviously hopefully the knock on effect would be would be positive. The one thing I'd say about that is that the President's Cup is in a position where it should be blown up because it
0: has not yet in 20-something years, 30-something years nearly, really attracted... It hasn't got... It's not like the Ryder Cup. You couldn't do it at the Ryder Cup. That would be madness. But the President's Cup would absolutely benefit. It's never... It's always been seen as Ryder Cup light and it will continue to be forever, as the Ryder Cup was until the 70s and 80s when the European... We all know that Ryder Cup story. That's the President's Cup now. If you want to have that European injection moment that the Ryder Cup had, bring the women in. Now you create an event that is much bigger than just golf. That would be my take on that. Absolutely. So I just I don't think that's piggybacking off men's golf per se. That's the right thing for golf to do because it's capable of doing it. I, Not all sports I, think,
1: are. I think quickly on Ronnie Yin, always a get out that is she likes Ronnie? to go by Ronnie, Emma. Ronnie? So that's yeah, it. Thank goodness. That's thank goodness because <laughs> – Ryan-ing. Ryaning. 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 But the LPJ also has a great pronunciation guide on their media yeah. tape. So that's also <laughs> you a can tip.
0: press play and hear it. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly right. But I think this is a case with the President's Cup of it's not women's golf piggybacking on men's golf. The President's Cup needs women's golf to piggyback it. Absolutely. To Pick make it in, exactly right. To make it into a competitive event that people want to watch. And my thinking is always Yes, there will be a lot of people who won't know half the players because they maybe don't watch women's golf, they don't watch the LPGA, but they're going to learn about those players and they're going to see how impressive a players these are and hopefully pick up some more fans. And if it gets rid of the people who say, "I hate watching women's golf, I won't watch it." Great, because we don't need them. No, that's exactly right. And you don't watch, you don't like golf. The other thing is, of course,
0: half the international Presidents Cup team is already that for a lot of golf fans because they come from tours that people aren't familiar with.
1: Well, correct from and then, Asia
0: and Japan and these other sorts of places. It's already a case that a lot of them are unknown.
1: And I think uh, we we probably simplified. I mean, I remember when we spoke to Dean Hurden about the Presidents Cup and about Tom Kim at the last one in Wu as well. And he said, oh, I didn't really rate him mentioning it's Korea. Amazing, isn't it? So it's not having the effect it needs to have in its current format. With Jin Young Ko in there yeah. and in Ji Chun, it'll have the effect that you're
0: looking for in career if that's what you're looking to do.
1: And, and look, I think that some people I'd be interested to get their opinion would be someone like an Adam Scott who's poured so much into mm-hmm. this competition and so much into building this team atmosphere in the international side and all that sort of stuff that he is so committed to turning that competition around that whether he'd feel that. It changed that legacy of what it was, but, you know.
2: He's a great advocate, but you never really know what side of a issue he's going to come down on.
1: Well, he's very – I think he's <laughs> – I agree I, with I almost think, everything he says, but not everything he no, says. No, you, you don't know which side he's going to come down yeah. on, but he's also very experienced at doing what he needs to do and he's going to be cautious talking around that sort of stuff, and understandably so, I mean. Yeah. And that's why I think you don't get direct answers as to why it hasn't happened from players and officials because there's obviously something that holds it up. I think – in all honesty the PJ tour didn't want to do anything about it but now they're in a position where they're going to have to if you go back to quail hollow when we played the last one we weren't ever we weren't re- we were just on the precipice of what's happening with mm. the golf world you know that was cam not playing because you know all that sort of stuff so you know we i think we're going to be in a very different situation even by next year's presidents cup and if not the one after that mm.
0: Have we just shown Emma one of the problems that women golf, women's golf has, is that we're here to talk about the fourth women's major of the year, and we've been derailed and sidetracked by all of this other stuff, or is the discussion we're having important? But should we have it at a different time?
3: I, th- I think it's all important. It's quite interesting to talk about all the other aspects around it because I think, as well, we were saying about major fatigue, it's quite good to have and a bit more other other sort of conversations around it. So I don't, I don't think so. I think. I don't know. I think maybe because, and I don't know whether I'm sounding rude here, but I think the President Cup probably means more to you guys than it probably does to me because, mm. you know, as it's probably as a similar from the Ryder Cup perspective, you don't have, I don't have any sort of, you know, patriotism to the players that are playing. It's good fun to watch. But I, I guess from my point of view, if there were some bricks playing in it, I'd be all sort of getting excited to sort of, you know, it's, for me, it's just another spectator sort of event to watch. I thought um, we might get
0: Justin Rose after guys,
3: Brexit, but we didn't.
0: I thought that's what <laughs> – yeah, we might well, get all the poms yeah. for the President's <laughs> Cup once they'd had Brexit. I thought they were out of Europe and they'd be President's Cup, but it didn't happen. I'd have thought at least the prospect of beating America in something yeah. would be well, you actually, to get to I was it. just about to say, we are all Europeans down here for a couple week.
3: weeks. <laughs> yes. might, trust me. The, Very the, only thing with, the only thing with it is it's just, you know, just the Americans get a, a good – well, I don't know whether they necessarily feel that way, but, you know, the, the American guys get a good break, don't they? They get to play both and, you know, it's sort of – it's all about America as as the way I look at it in that in that respect with those two two events. So, you know, it it's it's a tricky one, but I, I still go with what you guys say, and I, I sort of do agree, but I still still believe that it's it's I don't know who it's going to benefit more. It probably will benefit the guys more if we did have women playing in the President's Cup. But also I'm just not I'm just not sure about, as I said before, the, yeah. the sort of how much fans as a whole would would be sort of embracing it.
0: That would partly come down to – my hope would be that it would just benefit golf. That idea, I think, is about golf. It's not about women's and men's. Some of the other things we talk about, I think, are about that, and I think that's important, and it's right that we should try to um, focus more and boost women's golf. But I don't think the Mixed Presidents' Cup is about women's golf and boosting – it's about golf. I think it would be the best golf competition. And depending what happened, you only need – the Ryder Cup, for all you want to talk against it, it survives on the niggle. The reality that there are moments where the players genuinely dislike each other, as is the Solheim Cup. We've seen tears at the Solheim Cup, shouting, pointing, players in other players' faces, watching them take drops. That's what it's it's – it's it's rare for golf to have that kind of really confronting contest. If you had a bit of that in a President's Cup, you wouldn't want to try and manufacture it. It wouldn't take much. Danielle Kang wouldn't take much to – upset Hannah Green, for example, Mm. on a golf course. You could have a moment there, That right, the President's Cup is then born. That's what I think you could have. And then that would be one of sports great competitions as the Ryder Cup is and as the Solheim Cup has really become in the last 10 years, I think.
1: Well, I think if you ask most people who are the standout, particularly European people you think of, if you think of Ryder Cup and Solheim Cup, the first people they'll name are Ian Poulter and Mel Reid. Neither of whom have done excessive amounts in their individual careers, neither one a major, you know, solid golfers, one, you know, Poulter's one more than Reed, but at those events, they are competitive beasts. So they're remembered for that and for that confrontational style golf, which you just don't get, um, you know, covered live events and stuff like that. And the team's probably the best part of it. It is nothing close to team golf. It's kind of you win by accident at the end. You know, some of the guys are into it more. It's almost incidental, isn't it? It's another $2 million. Cam Cam missed a putt to win for his team the other day and was clearly annoyed with it because he values it. These are his closest friends he now travels with. But as opposed to him at the President's Cup at Royal Melbourne where he took it to Justin Thomas on that last day and you could see how much it meant to him. Um, you bring women's golf and, and that concept in there and more personalities and a more level playing field at Presence Cup, it becomes must-watch. Actually, granted, at the world's best.
0: That's what you'd have, is actually the world's best.
1: Mm. Yeah. Iron,
2: ironically, something that might have a little bit of niggle to it is if this merger mm. goes ahead, yeah. then a Live versus PGA Tour oh, team event will uh, have a fair bit of if you wanted to venom. Talk,
0: if you wanted to talk bold thinking... That would be bold thinking and an enormous success. Mm-hmm. It would be an enormous success,
2: It worries me for all this talk about a mixed President's Cup, that something like that would just swamp it. Like yeah. that, well, that would swamp everything. That might swamp the Ryder yeah. Cup. Yeah.
0: Because you want to talk about genuine niggle, you've got real feeling in that. Yeah. If Rory's on one side and Patrick Reed's on the other, the Ryder Cup was enough, but in the current environment, that would be –
1: Which is, is of course, all dependent on what actually happens, which is, you know, we could get to a stage where it becomes an option or we could get- even without the merger.
0: Correct. I mean, everyone wants to see it. Correct. Exactly. And interestingly, Emma, and it's something you and I have discussed privately, but what is all that, the Live Golf and the Saudi thing, Aramco's involvement in women's golf? That seems to be just simmering in the background. You feel like there might be plans to do something, but nothing ever seems to come of it. What's your take on- what the Saudis are doing in women's golf? We've talked endlessly about live golf and what they're doing in men's golf, but what do you think is going on with women's golf? we are probably more vulnerable, quote unquote, if that's the term you wanted to use, in terms of some kind of a takeover or
3: whatever. Well, that's that's the thing. You know that I've written before that in my mind it was you know, the Aramco Team Series was sort of uh, sort of test, testing, sort of popped. You know, let's put some events on. You know, I, I, once spoke to someone on the LET and I said, you know, what, what's stopping them uncoupling those events and making its own, its own little, you know, entity of its, of its own. And, you know, there was no real answer to that, but I don't know. I mean, it's, you can't ever take away the fact of where the money comes from. Hmm. But if you do take that out of the equation and look at what, what the Aramco team series has done for the LET, you can't, but. You know, you can't just praise them for what they've done Mm. because the events are really, really good. The you know the player, you know the sort of you know the the way the players are treated is 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 really, really. They have you know the gym facilities, the the catering's better than most places they go to. There's all sorts of the added extras that we probably don't see as fans. Um, They they've done some really good things for women's golf, and I think that's the, the where I sit and feel a bit frustrated because you want to say not sort of not well done and clapping clapping hands, but you want to say, look, hey, they've really enhanced women's golf in, in, in Europe. They
0: balanced A balanced view would say that despite some concerns <laughs> about the source of the money, the end product and the reality of the end product is it's been improved.
3: You can't you can't deny what they're trying to, I mean no. there's there's the cynic of me, the cynic of me thinks that they're doing it because they know what they need to do to look good. So mm. You know they're having these little summits. There was one in London where they had a whole panel discussion about sort of getting getting more girls playing golf and, and things like that. They they they're ticking every single box, as far as I'm concerned, to try and show that their intent is good. Whether they're doing that because that's what they feel they should be doing, or they're doing it because they know from a PR perspective it looks good. Well, I, I can't. I wait. I wait. But they they they're just that there are so many things that they. They do around these events that actually, you know, they have initiatives that come along to all these events. They have, you know, th- these are things you don't have to do. Is what I'm trying to say. You don't have to do. You don't have to get, you know, school kids coming in and doing and doing these things. You don't have to, you know, a couple of years ago, bring the Muslim Golf Association and and have clinics running for them. You don't have to do these things, but they are doing it, yeah. and rightly or wrongly, the motive behind it. Um, you know, if you, if you take a step back and look at it, that they have definitely elevated it. But at the same time, one of my biggest gripes recently with that, with that one in London is obviously we talk about back to back. So obviously it's back to back for the last two years after the live live event. It's clearly, you know, from actually from a women's golf perspective, you benefit from a, from a certain degree because the structure is probably bigger that they build because it's been lived the week before. Um, but, you know, you, you, your ticket prices are sort of £5 for a ticket. And then you get all the players putting on their social media, here's a 50% discount code with their name and everything. I'm thinking if you can't sell tickets to women's golf at £5 um, and then you're trying to sell them for £2.50 just to get feet on the ground, then, then that's a different issue. But it's it's it sort of devalues it for me. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean... If I, 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 I do think it is a positive thing but at the same time it, i just i can't i, it's, I don't know and, and also to say that they have signed another three-year extensions to the it's to do with piff and, and they've got a new partner and, and the aramco team series is going to be extended for another three years so my theory of them unbuckling is not going to be happening anytime soon potentially so who knows
0: it's interesting because it- Part of what you say, there, and you're right, the concern is, is this a box-ticking exercise? The reality is that there's plenty in golf have been doing the box-ticking exercise for a long time without a real commitment to it. We just talked about the mixed PGA Tour, LPGA Tour event. You feel the PGA Tour is involved in a box-ticking exercise in some ways with this, mm. this arrangement they came to with the LPGA. They've not made any real effort to promote that. Mm. And do anything worthwhile with it, so it's all very well. I, mean, I suppose we're getting to what aboutism, aren't we? But there's there's no shortage of box ticking PR happening on this side. If you wanted to divide it into sides,
2: there's an extra dimension to um, Saudi money sponsoring women's golf. I think, in particular, with their and the box ticking becomes incredibly performative when you look at what's happening
0: domestically in Saudi Arabia with regards to women's rights specifically. We're seeing it with the World Cup here, aren't we, the journo that asked the question of that poor, that poor player from, from, Morocco from Morocco and, and uh, yeah. Yeah, all those sorts of things. These things are really coming to a head, and if you look beyond just golf, which I don't often do, but it seems pretty clear that what Saudi Arabia is intent on doing is essentially buying Western sport.
1: Well, I mean, the, the story yesterday of... My football knowledge is not that good, so the player I can't name off the top of my head, but a one-year offer in the hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah. Tennis the same, the trying. Tennis out. is the same. It started up and you've had little bits of discussions, Andy Murray talking about playing there and all this sort of stuff, and LeBron James, who's arguably probably the biggest athlete still active in the world outside of Tiger, I'd say, Um you know, on that football player said, you know, kind of made a joke about sending his agents to go get him that money. Um, I think golf's provided a good blueprint for how they're going to do things Um, because they've tried in other sports in football with the English Premier League clubs initially, they were trying to do something and um, golf's kind of going to maybe be the blueprint for it, but golf was probably more unsettled than a lot of these sports. Um, Well, it's it's
0: an individual position, so you can, which is both a benefit and a and a weight if you're trying to sort of take over in that sense. You're dealing with a bunch of individuals, so each one's going to have their price. You've just
1: got to find it as opposed to dealing with teams and boards. And I think you also had a something bordering on a monopoly already in control, but a monopoly that had a lot of... Upset players, I suppose. Yeah, elements. It's a to weird it. monopoly. Nobody was employed,
0: no. anybody's free to walk away anytime. Correct. It's not necessarily Whereas the case if you're in football. The other, football
1: the other the club sports, club. you're employed, you're contracted. It's that is what the framework of kind of what live golf became. Of you know, we yeah, contract you, absolutely. and we we have your rights, and we do all this sort of stuff. But uh, it's a very, it was a very more, it was a very more disjointed sport to kind of yeah. pick at the bones of and and move around. Which um, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out in other sports. But you know. I'd imagine a lot of sports are sitting there going, well, look at what it's done to golf. It's number one. Interest has gone up in the absolutely. controversy. Yep, absolutely. But it's now more disjointed than ever. And, you know, the the viewing numbers for the Open for Sunday, admittedly, rainy golf, no one really likes watching that. It was a player who was pretty obvious going to win. They were down in uh, hmm. at bigger markets, because, but also streaming and all that sort of stuff. So the net result is probably not going to be positive for golf.
0: Is all PR good PR, Logue? Ah. F- Perhaps, I don't
2: know. I, I refer to the comments of Greg Norman Jr. on the ratings for Sunday at the
0: Open. He also had a rant about vegans and something. Else, was was... Yeah, at Kate Burton. What was that about? Yeah, something
1: about Oh, talking. Kate Burton tweeted about Brian Harmon being a uh, hunter and yeah. Greg Jr. went off his tree. Greg Jr. is, yeah, making
2: That's a Greg thorough buffoon <laughs> of himself. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway. That, uh, yeah, I agree with all of that. Yeah. Are we, we going to talk about Evian? Oh, we're going to talk about Evian now. Okay.
1: What have you got to say? Before well, we talk about Evian. Exactly. Can I speak of something that does tick all the boxes when it comes to golf? Oh, okay. That's Angus and Grace Go oh, Golfing's God. clothing range.
0: Oh, I well, you didn't see I, where that was I golfing. didn't see it coming. I missed it. <laughs> that, <laughs> that was sharp. <laughs> that like, was sharp. That was agree any sort of, that, of segue at all, but I can't no. believe Rod missed it. I no. just completely missed it. Like, Angus, Angus and Grace you, Go you, Golfing, who are they? <laughs> oh, they're the sponsors of this podcast. <laughs> Do you have any Angus and Grace Go Golfing women and golf stuff, Emma? You need to get some, it's great to,
3: But I do always enjoy the segue into it. every single episode. <laughs> I wait for it. and I, 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 I had, saw a, it I had coming a couple working in my mind. but Do you agree that they
1: tick every <laughs> box and equally support women's golf and men's golf? Load? Absolutely,
2: they do. There's a great range of women's clothing at Angus and Grace Go Golfing. And sponsor of this podcast.
1: Particularly, coming up to the, o- the Women's Open, you'd look great in a ZQ Merino mock neck, which I actually tried some on with Matt the other day, and it is prime golf wear for like cooler temperatures, or you could go with the pullover wet weather jacket that Mike Clayton has not taken off since he left Australia Shores. I, I
2: brought my pullover wet weather jacket to the UK, hoping to wear it to some wet weather golf, but it never, it never turned out for me to... I didn't play in the rain at all. I, I had a few games of golf, but I didn't play in the rain. I was very disappointed. I couldn't Bring it out.
1: So if you want to look like Mike Clayton, Adrian, Logan, myself, you can go to angusandgracegogolfing.com or angusandgracegogolfing on Instagram. And also their shop in William Street, Paddington, Sydney.
0: Link's in the show notes, I suppose.
1: Yeah, well, yeah I'll do that. There yeah, you do that. There, yeah,
0: you'd be right. <laughs> well, there you go. Angus and Grace. Thank you, Matt. Good on you, Angus and Grace. Go golfing. I think they'd be right up your alley. Emmy. Yeah. you should talk to them about doing a women and golf exclusive range for the UK.
1: It's also the satellite office of and, Australian Australia magazine, I've got to tell you. I worked out there on Friday night watching the goal.
0: The other thing, of course, uh, Australian products would be flying off the shelves in England at the moment, given what's happened in the cricket. You could really make some marketing out of just selling Australian. Oh, yeah. At the moment, couldn't you? Australians are just flavour of the month in, uh, in England. Let's talk about the Evian. logo. go. The fifth major. Um, fourth, fourth,
2: actually. No, fourth. fifth <laughs> in terms of uh, prestige. prestige um, but I think – and and frankly, some question marks of whether it should be a major. But I think lean into that. oh you've got to have the bad to make the good seem better. I, I think this is a wonderful event. I asked I,
0: this yesterday. I'm playing from the tips. In ten years, will we still be having that discussion? I think it'll just be accepted that it's a major. I think we're pretty much there. We're I, we're ten years on
2: now. Absolutely, no, I think it is. Absolutely, I, we're there. Is. I think I I heard somebody saying uh, it's 2013. I think it was yeah, established as a major. 10 years. There's uh, a generation of players now who've only known it to be a major. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, yeah, it'll be completely accepted as a major. I love them to do something about the golf course, but again, that's there's not much you that's can fine. do. Is the thing the original concept was to make it be, uh, you know, a, some a special place. Yeah. It hasn't achieved that, and that's because the golf course isn't doesn't really. It's the
0: land cut that through. it's
2: all, Yeah, it's, it's, every hole looks a little bit the same. Going back and forth along that hill, uh, it's spectacular, but it, somehow that doesn't come across on TV either. It's uh, yeah. It-
1: we 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 talk so much about, and I've talked about today about taking a major elsewhere in the world. This is a chance yeah, where sure. there is a major played outside of yep. you know the UK and America, and there's a sponsor who owns a golf course who wants to hold a major tournament. So part of that discussion with Tony yesterday, and I wrote about it today, is yeah. I think for us we can sit here and go, wouldn't it be great if it was played at you know, Mont Fontaine or whatever, but. This is what it is, and the players certainly call it a major. And if you not look back them. at, well, they don't not Le- call Le- it Thompson a major. Lexie Thompson doesn't turn up anymore Yeah, because she can't play the golf course. That was the thing. She still have Richard's contract not, it's that if not, she won it. She'd yeah, get the next she'd bonus. get a major bonus. It's because yeah. she couldn't play it, and. <laughs> I think she, did, she complained about the conditioning of it one year, I think. Oh, it? too many like, bad bounces from good bad shots. Bad bounces from good yeah. shots and stuff. But if you go through, so since it became a major, here's the winners list mm. <laughs> Suzanne Pedersen. Hopeless. Hu chu Kim, <laughs> Lydia Ko, no, Inje Chun, Anna Topper. Nordquist, Angela Stanford, Jin Young Ko, Minji Lee, Brooke Henderson. And COVID had a win in 2020 as well.
0: Good player, COVID. Won a good, lot. Won a, a lot. really good year in 2021. <laughs> it's a not a statistically
2: large sample set. I don't think you can even look at the 100 years of the Open Championship and say that, oh, it, it's a tournament that consistently produces great winners. is not true. 100 isn't a big enough sample set for anything. And, like, you can flip a coin 100 times and you'll get massive sequences of all heads or all tails or something like that, which look which look really not random, but they are. It It's – I don't know. It, you can't – there's not enough history behind it yet to oh, know for sure that it, it always identifies or more, most of the time identifies great winners. I don't think there's enough history behind any tournament to identify that. That wheel has it, a zero. It always it's, otherwise,
0: had, it's 50-50 and the casino can't win. That's why you have a
1: zero. Yeah, so that's the, right. the
0: red and
2: black. To always tip it out. in your
1: favour, yeah. Uh, to be fair, before it was a major, it had good winners too. So, But they always paid to get players there and it was, it was unique. I mean, they used to play the Pro-Am here after the tournament was done. So it was actually towards the end of the year and it was a bit of a party for the players. Oh. They got paid, they got to stay at the resort, it was a nice thing, and then they were all relaxed for the prime. I mean, imagine if you are a big sponsor and you're spending a lot of money and you get Laura Davies the day after her last event of the year in the prime. Oh, goodness me. You were going to have You'd the greatest that, <laughs> day on a golf <laughs> yeah, course you in your life. So it, it's always done things to kind of push it along. So- yeah, there's parts about it that feel a bit non-major and whatever, but it is what it is. The players consider it a major, the LPGA consider it a major, and the sponsor considers it that. So,
0: Are we wrong, Emma? Are we putting too much weight What's your take on this? It's the course that seems to be the bugbear. Being just named a major 10 years ago was a bit controversial. But I think we're past that now. We've gone, okay, that's fine. Are we carrying on too much?
3: Yeah, I think, well, it's quite nice that there's a little less chat around it. You know, it's it's always the same thing, should it be a major. It's almost the same boring discussion every single year. So it's quite nice to be moving slightly away from that. But from my point of view, even if the course isn't maybe to everyone's liking, it's quite interesting to go back to the same course. And that's always been something that's been talked about before. Obviously, it is good, obviously, from a fan perspective to move around. So you get, um, you know, other people watching in different areas. But I think it's quite interesting to see them you know, playing the same venue every year. I think from my point of view, maybe what devalues it slightly is just the fact that you've got the, you know, the LET event, the Jabra that's played there as well. So it's almost like, well, you're playing two events, but one's uh, just a regular LET event. And then this one is the, is the major. So I sometimes think that, you know, having the same venue for two events a year, maybe in some people's minds might devalue it a little bit. But, um, you know, it is the, the smallest from a prize fund point of view of, of the women's majors um but i i know that's one of the ones i really want to go to and be on the ground i wish i could be there this week because it just looks the location is just mm-hmm. phenomenal and i think again you know the, the that the way the sponsors and, and everyone run that event is it's you know it's one that the players want to be at as well because the hospitality is great because mm-hmm. it's you know a really welcoming environment for them to play in so yeah i i think it's it's a good week i just, you know, being after the after the Open, I think that's going to be the the issue. And and, and again, you know, for, from our point of view here in the UK, we're building up to the Women's Open. So it's, you know, trying to make sure that uh, people are actually going to be watching it this week.
0: Having said that too, something's got to be the fourth best men's and the fifth best
3: yep. women's match, doesn't yeah, it? absolutely. It?
0: That's right. And if the PGA does go around the world and elevates itself to the third, well, guess what? One of the other three is going to be the fourth. Yeah. <laughs> the, the real how-
2: question is, is it a more significant event than – other non-majors like the Founders Cup or something like that, and I think so, absolutely. Well, the the problem with a lot of those other events that could contend or could be conceive, conceivably majors is that they're in the US.
1: So yeah, and look, I think the Founders Cup means a lot to the players for, for good reason. Um, if that was going but, to unseat anything, it might be the chevron. Yeah, but I think this tournament also means a lot to the players who partially like it. Like Emma said, they get to stay on the on the grounds and apparently great croissants. Yeah, well, you can imagine so right. where, I've where it heard is. It's is heaven, yeah. isn't it? But we, th- we've got the croissantery well, in the corner true. here. That's true. It's our, this is our, our little Evian championship. So we'd have a major at Well, It's a little, well, it's back <laughs> a little open, inside. So I'm but yeah. I think... I think it carries a bit more weight than that. I, I think I was thinking about this today that I quite like the fact that it's a discussion point, that the golf course, it means that we talk about this tournament and we make it a discussion point. Now, yeah, there's some negative viewpoints that come towards the golf course and stuff like that, but it means it's getting attention like it should. Um, and that's an interesting thing. I, I, I remember speaking to someone and we had something on the website that had some comments about, the Women's Open being at Walton Heath. And about it not being a Lynx golf course, so how can you call it that and all that sort of stuff. And it's like, well, this is going to be one of the most oh, anticipated yeah, yeah. wow. tournaments. It's the thing that oh, makes it yeah.
2: so fantastic. But
1: then cool. the fact that it's come from a Lynx course last year and it moves to this is great. It's got its own identity and it creates a conversation piece. And the Evian, you know, it's not ideal, but its conversation piece is that it is a major and that this golf course maybe isn't what we think it is, but that the player who wins it on Sunday, I guarantee you, they're going to tell you Yeah, major. you're right. Good players and win t- it too.
3: As I was going to say, it. if you look back to last year with Brooke winning, Brooke Kenson winning, that was a great final round. Yeah. But with with the you know with Sophie, is it Sophie Schubert? She you know came out of nowhere. Like none of us really knew who she was, and you're thinking, what's going to happen? I thought the final round was really great watching. Like you know, obviously you can't guarantee that every year. You don't know who's going to sort of feature, but you know that it does have it. And, and was it the year before? One of the years we you know, and it's coming down to the to the wire, and you you're watching them sort of you know, hit water, balls into the water and, and Who was the player sorts? that I made like eight Christina up the last?
0: The American player who made eight up the last to lose it. She had the lead uh, standing on the tee by maybe two shots. Yes. I can't remember her just, name now.
3: Okay. wasn't Recently, Amy so it was Yeah, it was I'm Amy awesome. you, don't, yeah. don't, get, don't get me to do stats things <laughs> like that because I forget. they all, Every year rolls into one. But, but I just know that the last few years there's been yeah. some really good final rounds and actually, you know, that's what we come to watch at the end of the day, isn't it? I mean, that's why – there were criticisms around the open final round when actually we should have been, Celebrate. all of us should just be celebrating someone playing well, some fantastic or just it, steady good golf. If it had been you know. Tiger, the world would have been bowing at his feet and yeah, playing at right, one exactly. of the all-time it, so it, it, it
0: would have been raw.
1: same, yeah.
3: Yeah you know, know, and, really and that's what's courses. quite interesting with some of the majors already you know when you've got you know six or seven players or more in in contention that's that's what you want from a major it doesn't and it suddenly doesn't really come down to what the course is like or anything like that it's just about that yeah you know we're all, we're all looking for as as we always say the back nine on on major sunday you know what's going to happen um and I do think that, you know, if, if that's what we're looking for, you know, Evian has has, has produced that m- on multiple occasions. Right.
0: Unlimited budget, wherever you want to go. Who's going to the 3M? Who's going to the Evian? Oh, I'm going to the Evian. Oh, the Evian, of course. I'm going yeah. to the Evian too. Yeah. yeah. And that's as a- <laughs> no, no, no
2: contest. The three, 20, Wow, you could not would have win. picked a more, less interesting tournament than 3M. Yeah.
1: But that's the golf that's on offer this no, week. No, no, what about... Evian or senior open at Royal Porthcourt? Evian. So. Yeah, Evian. I
2: think these the senior and legends uh, majors in particular, I think, are great candidates to do like a Monday start or a Tuesday start yeah. or something. Oh, absolutely. That, they would just stop them clashing with mm. with other events and women's majors. Maybe we should just majors. mix
1: the seniors into the normal open and play a senior division like yep. at your club on a Saturday. Yeah, because none of the players <laughs> on the regular tour bitch about that. No, would they giving up it, places no. for the fifty yeah. and sixty year olds to absolutely. Come but em, Emma's that. exactly right about the finishes here that make it. Minji won in twenty twenty one when Jong Lee six like that was. Yeah, she really she yeah. blew up. <laughs> she, and it was, she hasn't she, been the same since. No, she uh, hasn't. She, no. And then it was a playoff and all that sort of stuff when Jin Young won the year before COVID. Shan Shan Feng and uh, Jennifer Cupcho and someone else I think were runner ups. It was. It's. It's always it's got good. good. It's always finishes. a
2: good. It's a Bell Reeve type of. I was going to say this yeah, is the test of execution. Yeah, that's what Rod said. Yes, yeah. It's, it's the, the
0: bigger picture. Is that golf's at its best when the when the field and the course are great, yeah. but you put a bunch of good players on any golf course, they'll yep. produce entertaining golf. Yeah, and that's what professional exactly, golf is. It's exactly my point
2: about statistical significance and stuff. I don't think you can point at any the major venues and the combination of factors that go into a major, except. Perhaps for the Masters because the field is so limited so mm. it tends to throw up yeah. repeat winners. That's that's a factor that really sets it aside. Well, there's not many the
1: underdogs, else. is there? There's no. Royal, Royal Liverpool is a great example of – you talk about like the winners' history there. With Rory won there, Tiger won there, DiVincenzo won yeah. there, Tomo won there, Bobby Jones won there. And BJ stuff.
0: shot five under around there.
1: And you start your with yeah, that's right. And you start to go, oh my god, it produces great major champions. No, it's just lucky that they are the best it, players in the world and they win these tournaments. Majors tend to present and majors they yeah, peak ma- for ma- majors. Every and-
0: now and
2: then, in every major, you're going to get. Uh, Brian Harmon, but as you say, what a dominant performance! And oh, it was, and if incredible. it was Tiger, they would have brought out a buck for him to shoot in the ceremony or <laughs> with, something like that. we would a, be celebrating.
1: Sh- strangle it with his they bare have hands him, in front of the crowd. They would have Just handed him right a bow there. and arrow yeah. and said, "Have at it!" Like, I reckon. I reckon <laughs> Brian Harmon. Brian Harman would like to go to the Evian because I reckon there's good hunting around there in those Alps. <laughs> He's
0: yeah. got his own farm, hasn't he? They
1: manage with burn offs and all yeah. sorts of stuff yeah. to
0: raise the animals so that they're always there when they get up there and ready to go. Yeah. that's a bizarre thing. though. Oh. Look, at least he eats it. <laughs> That's kind of all right. Well, at least they eat it. Uh, people who just hunt animals and shoot them with guns of all bloody things and then put their heads on the wall—that's a sickness. But uh, yeah, that's some weird stuff. Let's not let's not get into that. Emma, uh, I, th- I think we've established we are all looking forward to the. Did we get you're your going to the Evian or the Three M? I don't think I've got your. We go to the Evian, aren't you? I'm going to be going. Obviously, go to the Three M.
3: I wouldn't bother going <laughs> to a <the> major championship.
0: <laughs> no. Don't see if Justin Thomas can play his way into the top seventy of the FedEx Cup and get a start oh. at the.
3: What, what what will wind me up is if if there's more chat about that on the on, on sort of websites and things than the uh than the EVN. that will just that always winds me up with that the coverage and things like that but um yeah it's going to be a good week I think and right. just in some ways good that it's now and then not being you know and obviously with the run of events they've had they' it's going to be um' Yeah, interesting to see. I don't think you can pick a winner, but I've tried. Oh, I try and every time to predict a winner, and it's. I don't know how you guys do it, because I find it really hard. And, well, we and don't. Only woke do. us. Yeah.
1: I mean, we've had 130
3: top true. tens this
1: year. Yeah, they're not wins. Nobody remembers no, top tens. It's not, not saying, like eight wins. No. I'm saying seven, uh, what, like, eight. We've got, seven, we've got 17 out. as a group. So we're going good. <laughs> Between but, us, but, we've I mean, got eight wins but, for but, the year. But,
3: <laughs> But in the but in the women's for the women's golf majors I don't I can't believe many people have predicted all any of no, the three winners no. so far. But so. this is what I'm saying, you bet you you,
1: you look at top mm-hmm. tens. And we do roughly have an idea when it comes to that. But that's the thing. I mean we've had three first time winners in women's majors mm-hmm. this year, which is crazy to think. And you know but we could very well get another one this week. You'd kinda be surprised if mm-hmm. we didn't in some ways so much depth
3: yeah. of talent and i think and there's 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 that argument isn't there that we that potentially we need a a dominant player in women's golf just to raise its raise its profile even more because if you get a you don't want someone like winning every week but if you do have someone that's regularly winning then at least that's getting a name out there and, and, and increasing the profile so this is the hope for, Raging, it's great for these. It? it's great for these women to win they're extremely talented but you know a, a more of a household name winning would probably do it do us some good as well yeah i don't
0: know where i am on that don't know. It's I kind of cyclical, I think. So after the Tiger era, you want something that's a bit more democratic, I suspect, for a while until another dominant player emerges. It might be the same with the LPGA, I suspect. It's incredibly democratic at the moment, the LPGA. Of all the golf tours in the world, it's by far the most entertaining weekend and weekend. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: It's. Um. I think Evian, though, is a place where, given the unique sort of challenge of it on that side of the hill and all that sort of stuff, I think it's a place where you learn to win. Yeah. I, I I don't think it's a place you show up and you win first time. As much as it's not an architectural sort of masterpiece, no, no, you've still got to play it. You've still got to play it, <laughs> and it's unique to play. And a player like Lexi Thompson, who's carbon made for. American golf yeah. goes there and goes, I can't stand it. I've got to hit it on Sidehill Lies. And, uh, you know, start. she
0: answers the questions she's getting asked every other
1: week. Correct.
0: Uh, and answering them really well. Correct. Perhaps, you know, one of the reasons I like, always like Lydia Coe around this golf course. I know she's won here before, but it doesn't surprise me because she's just such a good hitter yeah. and a great golf mind. She knows to put it in the right spots. And
2: In some ways, I think it's not dissimilar to Olympic. Where Yuka Sasso won, yeah, it. yeah, and, and Lexi it's didn't a lot of side hill lies <laughs> and stuff. And Lexi didn't
1: small so. small greens, kind of scary small greens. Yeah, at yeah. huge Great. contours
0: in them too. But you yeah. can three putt all day at at, uh, at yeah. anywhere.
2: And Ucassaso just coming into major form, just quietly. Oh, are you so quietly tipping Ucassaso. I'm quietly tipping Ucassaso since she pla- switched her allegiances. I'm you not know, happy Japan with that. Now? She's so, now but, Japanese. Yeah. I'm not yeah. not at all happy with that. But
1: that's I am. It's It's interesting. Yeah. Well, sure, she's so the. You can tell people in a couple of years. I remember when Yucasaso was Filipina. What's the bronze medalist's name?
0: Rory. Rory Sabatini. She's the the Rory (laughs) Sabatini of the LPGA.
2: She would have had more chance... R- Sepp, Se- representing Sepp Strucker
1: is yeah. becoming the Rory Sabatini of the PGA Tour after being introduced as Australian on oh, the that was tee, <laughs> having <laughs> that been was born up. in Austria, representing Austria, but lived in Georgia his whole life and speaks with a southern drawl. Yeah, well, he's still Austrian,
0: apparently. Emma, I can't let you go, and we can't wind up without talking about Walt Nathan. I know we had you on specifically to talk about it recently because you'd played in the media day there, but how is the vibe? Is it building? I think this is going to be the Women's Open, the most interesting tournament this year. I hope it is because it's the most interesting golf course, I think.
3: Leading, yeah, um, leading question it's it's difficult to know i know that the, the ticket sales they they said the ticket sales are better and stronger than they were up at muirfield which isn't unsurprising not that muirfield wasn't a great location it was just much more tricky to access yeah. so being just outside of london i think that's a hope that we'll get more feet on the ground if you remember when we've had multiple times at um woburn you know the, the attendance there was always pretty strong from fans so I'm excited to see it. The the RNA are trying some new things with the fan experience. I think I've mentioned that before, which is going to be really interesting. Um yeah, and, and obviously just the, the, the quality of the field again and, and it and it being in some ways being the final one, so you know, of, of the of the season, it, it also has an appeal in that respect, I would say.
0: Glory's last shot um, we used to call it, Emma. Glory's last shot when the PGA was the last it. We went to the years and years and years they annoyed us with that. Well now the women's open can be glory's last shot.
3: Which yeah nice. well as i say it's something that you know the rna have clearly invested a lot of time effort they have uh you know a fantastic sort of uh woman at the lead at the lead who's you know, running the whole back and structure of the of the of the championship so i just yeah i'm always excited to see it it's for me it's going to be my third one in this role so it's going to be really interesting to see, after having two up in Scotland, what we can do. I know there is slight sort of concerns about the fact it isn't, you know, out on the coast on a linksy course, but I, oh, I think it's going to be a really, really good week.
0: W- will you be able to stay at home and cover it? Will you be commuting from home? Are you close enough?
3: No, I'm not. I'm personally not close, close enough because I'm up in the Midlands, but um, my parents live close enough, so I'm uh. dumping the children with my <laughs> parents for the week and I'm uh, going to be commuting from mum and dad's oh, fantastic. <laughs> for the week. Fair cheap tasty. accommodation is the way i was looking at that so who is that no,
0: sorry who's the woman you mentioned that's running the whole show and has she got time to come on the podcast before the event do you reckon
3: i don't know her name's Zoe Ridgway, and she's um she's a phenomenal um person I, I got was lucky enough to work with her when um, i was on the women in golf leadership program for the rna about three years ago um and she's completely one of these people that's so modest she sat there and we had to sort of talk about our careers to that date. And she just reeled off all the events that she had run. She used to work with Chubby Chandler and she ran basically a hundred events across Europe, basically by herself. Um, and it was just phenomenal to hear someone who is reasonably quiet sort of, uh, sort of amongst you, but then when she, the achievements within the golf industry are, are phenomenal. So, you know, she's um, she's really good. She's the, normally the one you see standing in the background in the press presentation party uh, on the final day.
0: But maybe we'll, does that, yeah, We might be out of our depth there, I don't think. <laughs> does that, we'll do does that
1: sound a bit like Logue, who's quite quiet but sends press releases about himself? <laughs> I did not send a press release about myself. <laughs> yes, you did. I asked you to forward it, and you did. So, therefore, you sent it. Well, how did we get hold of it? Yeah. You sent it. No, I didn't. You sent it to us. You did.
0: I don't recall. I asked you to. Yeah. And then I read it out out on the show to embarrass you and humiliate you, which I enjoyed immensely.
1: Uh, Interesting, on the RNA quickly and the Women's Open, I thought the Martin Slumbers comments last week about money and about particularly their investment in women's golf Mm. and stuff were really, really interesting about how much has had to be pushed towards the majors. um, And it's- hurts the RNA's mission to have to put so much money into a men's major championship purse yep. which yeah you know, the RNA makes all their money out of kind of these opens mm. and then is to use it for other things and women and girls golf is one of their primary concerns and that was it was kind of worrying to hear such a a guy who I think is a really good uh, organiser and, and professional at what he does, speak about that with such concerns? That's right. He, he met with his excellency,
0: so apparently there's going to be billions pumped into the RNA now. From <laughs> Was that that's, that's what the he rumor. was saying? I don't know. No, but oh, that's, that's what people have taken it as. He's okay. met with a, a man who is now becoming one of the most powerful players in international golf, as you would expect that mm. he will at some point, uh, and that's led to a whole bunch of people to speculate that uh, the RNA has
1: now been bought by...
2: Is being interviewed is it, for RNA membership. Well, that's maybe. Best was, of both worlds. what he wanted.
1: I don't think Martin Slumbers handles that, to be <laughs> fair. I think that's probably a committee that sits above him. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, probably not. Uh, I think we're done. Emma, have we missed anything? Chill. I mean, there's millions of topics we could be talking about as well, but...
3: No, no. I think we're I think we're good. We've got plenty more in a couple of weeks' time that you guys can talk about with the Women's Open. Definitely, we'll come back to, uh,
0: to um, maybe talking about... UK the, correspondent, trying to, get, trying to get Zoe on the show. That might be ideal.
3: Oh well, there's nothing left
0: to do, Emma, but say thank you very much. Unusually, we've done the evening and you've done the morning this time, but so that's nice. Normally, it's very late at night when we talk to you, so uh, good to be that. Good to know that it could be in the morning. You can get on with the rest of your day now. You've got a whole lot of work no, to I catch know.
3: up. No, well, I was about to say, at least I was able to string a couple of sentences together <laughs> after having very little sleep the last few days. So. Uh, Thank you for having me. No, literally the least we could do,
0: and we're always up for the least that we can do. Jimmy, been good to have you along? It's been the least I could do. Yeah, and most (laughs) of all, we know it's the very least you could do, Logue. Just be grateful I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) That's it for episode 152. We'll be back next week with episode 153 here on the
3: Good Good Golf Podcast.